Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. We have a great program uh, for you today, and we have a special guest in the first half of the program. And then after that, I am going to honor nurses and and recognize Nurses Day later on in the program. So you want to hang on for that as well. But without any further delay, I want to introduce to you my friend and special guest today, Christy Whitney. She's the head of operations with a great company right here in Kansas City, Home Care Assistance Kansas City. And if you want to reach out to Christy and the great team at Home Care Assistance, it's 913-663-5000, 913-663-5000, or online at homecareassistance.com. And Christy, welcome back to Senior Care Live. I'm happy to be here, Steve. All right. So I understand you have a really interesting uh, uh, presentation today. It's just some great information. And you're calling it the many faces of ageism. That that sounds interesting to me. 
Right. So I've always been interested in the field of, of gerontology. And when I um, finished my bachelor's degree, I sort of specialized in gerontology. And obviously, that's the, the path I've followed throughout my career. Now doing private duty, the majority of the folks we work with are senior adults. And um, as we all talk about the differences in uh, culture today, which is rapidly changing, one of the things that has been an issue in the past and is, I think, changing for the better is ageism. Um, so ageism has just been around throughout global history, and um, it just basically is a negative attitude, not only toward the concept of aging, but also uh, to the people who are aging. Mm-hmm. So back back in the day, one uh, uh, men and women could no longer contribute um, to their communal groups. A lot of times they were sort of set aside. Uh, They would either be pampered and and treated well, or maybe even just left because they could, they could no longer um, help anyone else out. That was the way that it was thought of. So as we've evolved throughout time, we're starting to understand that ageism shouldn't be accepted as a form of prejudice, just as any other form. So we started working, um, in looking at where uh, we live as we age, in our priorities as we age, and the value of the persons who are aging. And that's my focus. Okay. All right. And uh, uh, people who uh, have lived many years, uh, you know, they have a lot of wisdom, uh, they have a lot of thoughts, and uh, there's no way that you should devalue or think less of someone who's older. In fact, I think it should be the polar opposite of that. Just just my opinion. I know you agree with that as well. Absolutely. I was, it's kind of funny. I was talking to um, someone in the same field. Um, she actually works for a hospice company locally here in the Kansas City area. And she said that the last time she went to visit someone she hadn't met quite yet, she walked into the senior living facility, which we can't currently do. But she walked in and she asked the person at the desk where she could find this person and mention this person by name. And the person at the desk said, oh, that's the lady with the white hair in the wheelchair. And um, oh. right there we go. I mean, that that's almost everyone that was sitting there. Yeah. So she said that she she kind of was taken aback by that and said to the person who who told her, you know, I bet if you took five minutes and sat down and talked to that person, she'd become much more of a story and value to you than just somebody with white hair in a wheelchair. Rather than a white hair in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that person might be in the wrong job. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, wow. and, and yeah. that happens. I mean, working in the senior adult, you have to be a little comfortable with your own mortality. And I think that's where a little of the ageism maybe hangs on for that reason. Yeah. Um, so if we look at our own attitude and values and beliefs, and how they affect older adults, then we can be honest with ourselves, sort of look at the person in the mirror and and say, are we unfair against older adults? Do we think of an older person and just think fragility, illness, can't work? Um, Because that is discriminatory because it's, it's not based on anything other than old beliefs. And sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it. So we use different actions and behaviors People are prone to automatically speak louder and slower to someone who's older. Um, In reality, you might be helping, but you're also making an assumption. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, if you see somebody carrying something heavy and they're an older person, do you step up and say, excuse me, can I carry that for you? Or do you stand back because you want to respect their ability to to have that independence? So it's definitely a balance game. and, And I think that it's 
something that we can all learn a little bit more about ourselves by examining it. If I see someone struggling with something, you know, trying to, you know, open the door or something heavy, uh, it's, I automatically just jump in and and offer to help. Um, But uh, you don't automatically, you know, speak slowly and and really loud, just assuming someone is hard of hearing, because that could be really insulting, actually. Absolutely. And, And so dignity definitely has to come into play. And, and different cultures view it differently. Um, so the more Asian cultures would say that um, older individuals are wise, they're experienced, and so they, ho- they hold them at a high level of respect. And then the more Western cultures started, sort of started to look more into value. And if they weren't contributing to society financially, then they kind of took a step down on the ladder wrong and so forth. And so... Um, the um, Age Discrimination Enforcement Act came into play, and it actually says if you're 40 or older, you can't be discriminated against based on age. So you are to be offered the same level of work compensation, the same privileges for employment. And, and just knowing, to me, it's almost, um, it's almost sad that we have to have something like that in place, but at the same time, you know, when the resumes are coming in for, for a, a high power job, you know, and they see somebody that graduated um, in 2010 and they see someone that graduated in 1965 from college, you know, does it come into play? I, I don't know. I'm not in that position to make those decisions, but certainly um, I think that, that it does allow us reason for pause. I, I, I'll guarantee you it has an impact. It's just not discussed. Right. So they did a study, um, a research group called Pew, P-E-W, like a pew in a church, did a study, and they um, spoke to people who were 75 years old or older and asked them, um, do you feel your age? When you look around and you see other people 75 and older, do you feel their age? And um, 21% said they felt their age. Only 21% said they felt Mm -hmm. their age. Um, and, um, 60% said, um, that age is just a number and, and just a feeling, um, with most people, uh, when you put them in a corner and say, how old do you feel? The majority of those folks felt anywhere from 10 to 19 years younger than their chronological age. So found that interesting since it's so widely across the board. Well, Yeah. <laughs> trying to get my mom to move from Osage City up here to near us uh, here in uh, Kansas City uh, and and move into, you know, 55 plus apartments. Um, she she said, oh, I don't want to move into the old folks home. Just a bunch of old people live there. And I said, well, mom, how old are they? And she said, you know, their age. And it was about her age. And she does Absolutely. not see her any, she will not acknowledge her age. And, she, and to her Defense, she doesn't look her age. She doesn't act her age. So it, it is interesting. I definitely don't feel my age. I feel at least 20 years younger than that. So right. I, I can, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck at, at a, you know, in my late 30s and really I'm in my mid 50s. So yeah. um, it, it's interesting too, as we look at the different, you know, now we have millennials and Gen Y, Gen X, all these things. And we, we look at the boomers. And one of the things that they're seeing now as we study um, is that uh, no matter how old someone is, most people will say they don't feel old or as old as they are. Um, and that the boomers coming in now are really resisting it because 
the culture when they were youth was, hey, don't give in to this old age thing. Don't buy mm-hmm. into old age. So whereas people used to say, well, I'm getting older. I can't do this or that because I'm older. And uh, now we have the boomer saying, to heck with that. I'm as old as I feel and I'm going to keep going. And I think that's a positive sign in society. Absolutely. You're listening to Christy Whitney, Head of Operations with Home Care Assistance Kansas City. And to reach out to Christy and the great team at Home Care Assistance, the number is 913-663-5000. You can also visit online. They have a great website, homecareassistance.com. And we'll be back with Christy right after the break. But first, let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. Late adulthood often referred to as old age, is generally considered to begin at A, 55, B, 65, C, 75, or D, 85. We'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super easy. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and then it'll start streaming to your phone, computer, tablet, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Late adulthood, often referred to as old age, is generally considered to begin at, and then here are your choices, A, age 55, B, age 65, C, age 75, or D, age 85. And the answer is B, age 65. And Christy, why is it age 65? This goes back to when I was in college in the late 80s. Uh, Eric Erickson, the father of uh, the psychosocial development of human beings, uh, he is the one that came up with 65 as the magic number. Um, to He called it late adulthood. It sort of throughout time has changed into, quote, old age. Um, In my line of work, we don't call it old age. We call it senior adulthood. Um, But it's really never changed from that 65. So one of the things he said way, way back was that once you start getting near old age, it's important to find meaning and satisfaction in life rather than to become bitter and disillusioned. So that's when he brought in the theory of conflict of integrity versus despair. And um, people started coming together and continue to come together to build theories of what is considered, quote, successful aging. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and I, would, uh, I, I would say that in the, in the mid-late 80s, that age 65 may have felt different than what it feels like today 
or, or maybe it's because I'm closer <laughs> to age 65. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, I've said forever on this program, uh, you know, 50 is the new 40. And I, I'm, I'm about to change it to 60 is the new 40. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, all right. So uh, uh, in studio with us uh, uh, today, actually online, we are social distancing uh, with Zoom here, but is uh, my friend and special guest today, Christy Whitney. She's the head of operations with Home Care Assistance Kansas City, an excellent home care provider. If you need assistance in your home personally or someone in your family or a friend, this is who I, this is the firm and the company that I always refer my clients to and anyone I speak with. They are the best. Home care assistance.com or you can call them at 913-663-5000. And Christy, um, you were talking uh, to us about the many faces of ageism. Very, very interesting topic. Yes, and I was sort of progressing through it from the the negative start of ageism um, to today where people are theorizing about successful aging. Again, I always say, a lot of people will say, I used to work in hospice and, and I work in senior care, home care now, and people will say, how do you do that all the time? Isn't it depressing? And I always say, you know, I'm very comfortable with my own mortality. I'm very comfortable with the concept of aging. And as folks like myself and others get together, we start to learn that we can do things within ourselves and within our group of friends and family and our support group and communities, which then expands to make aging actually a successful part of life, just like other parts in your life. We get excited about, you know, new marriages and new babies and graduating college and new careers. And, you know, aging is also part of life and it is something that we can be excited about. And it is something that has some really great attributes coming our way if we open our mind to it. So rather than uh, disengaging and withdrawing from society, um, now we're understanding that as we grow older, we are um, able to handle some of the responsibilities and roles that would have been difficult when we were, when we were younger. And then this works not only to open the doors as we age, but it also works as an opportunity for young people because it benefits them to see the, the energy of the young people to focus with the knowledge of the older people. And, and when those two align, then it really is a beautiful thing and it benefits every single stage of, of the aging process. No doubt about it. And you know, when you get older, you see things much, much differently because you have a lot of experience and that gains you some wisdom and you just see through a different lens and you have a completely different perspective. And it is impossible. I can tell you, I, I see things so much more clearly uh, and, and so much better now at my age than I did at 30. I couldn't have seen anything that I see today. So, uh, there are so many benefits. Um, it, it, it's, it's just, it's mind blowing how some people feel like, you know, getting older is, is a, is a bad thing. I mean, I, it, it's, it's really, it, it's really a good thing. And celebrating your 65th birthday is a whole lot better than not celebrating your 65th, right. if you know right. what I'm saying. Right. right. <laughs> so, so yeah. you know, there are things that we can do to make uh, aging more successful. Um, one of them, uh, one of the primary ones I would say is um, called the activity theory. And the activity theory contends that, um, activity is more important than ever as we age to maintain, create, maintain, and add to the quality of life, sort of the use it or lose it mentality, regardless of age. So, 
Um, people who remain active in all aspects as much as pos possible, physically, mentally, and socially, actually adjust better to the aging process. So while there may be a disease system in play um, where you can't still go out and you know shoot hoops in the afternoon, there are things that you can do physically, mentally, and socially at wherever you are in your own level to remain active. And that does make aging better, not just for yourself, but for those who are your caregivers and those for whom you provide care you know, yourself. Mm -hmm. So the key to that is to start it early. Start the activity theory early and keep it going. Maintain it. Grab your people and get them active with you. All right. Christy Whitney, Head of Operations with Home Care Assistance. We're talking about ageism. And uh, uh, before you said it, I was thinking, you know, use it or lose it. And that's just so true. You're, and we're talking about your mental your mental health and, you know, stimulate your brain. And especially physically. I mean, I'm in my 50s and I'm feeling a use it or lose it. Uh, and, and as you get older, I think that becomes you know, more important. And I think maybe uh, more easily seen. So it's uh, uh, it definitely, definitely important to do that, no doubt. So we just need to kind of be the example, not just for ourselves, but for, for others. I think that, you know, I know that I, I can't uh, get up and, and do everything I used to do, but I can still do a lot more than I, than I thought I could put your mind to it. And like I said, grab your group and uh, be a good example and get active. Yeah. Lead by example. And guess what? If you do that, People will follow you and eat. you might you might change some minds. Some people may say, oh, I can't do that. Well, wait a minute. He's doing that or she's doing that. Maybe I can do it, too. So lead by example and uh, lead the way. That's that's uh, that's just such an important message. Uh, Christy Whitney, head of operations with Home Care Assistance, Kansas City. You can reach Christy and the great team at Home Care Assistance at 913-663-5000 or online at Home careassistance.com. And Christy, thanks so much for being here today. It's just really, really interesting. And I uh, really, uh, really appreciate your time on the program this week. Thanks for having me. I always like to come visit with you. All right. We'll have more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else or Maybe you just want to go back and listen to it again. No worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Just find the one that you want. They're listed in chronological order. Again, click the play button, give it a few seconds to connect, and then again, that'll stream to your, your phone, uh, tablet, computer, and uh, your electronic device, and you can listen anytime you want, 24 hours a day. 
All right. So uh, just I'd like to uh, uh, recognize uh, and celebrate National Nurses Week. And I just want to thank all of the nurses uh, that that I know and I'm I'm related to and you know a lot of friends and and family and just just nurses all over the entire country. Uh, nurses consistently rank at the top of the country's most trusted professionals. And this week, America celebrates our nurses. National Nurses Week begins. On National Nurses Day, which is May the 6th, so obviously that was Wednesday, and it concludes on May the 12th, which is the birthday of Florence Nightingale. How about that? So here's some facts about nurses that tend to you when you're sick, and this is the week that we celebrate them. So how many nurses are there in the United States? There are more than 4 million registered nurses in the United States, according to the American Nurses Association. And what degree do you need to become a nurse? Well, according to the American Nurses Association, a diploma in nursing was once the most common routes to becoming a nurse, but now there are many different ways to become a nurse. So you can get a diploma through a hospital educational program. Uh, you can also get an associate's degree. It's a two-year two degree in nursing offered by some community colleges. And then you can get a bachelor's degree, which is a four-year degree or a BSN, bachelor of, bachelor's of nurses, excuse me, bachelor's of science in nursing is what that is, BSN. And that's what my wife did. And of course, you have to also pass the state board exam. And let me tell you, so, so you finish your four-year degree and you try to take a, a breath and a break. And, nope, can't do that. <laughs> now you have to pass your state board exam and you're not becoming a nurse unless you pass that with a passing grade. And that's a very, very difficult exam for sure. All right. Uh, you could also get a graduate degree or a master's degree in MSN, Master's in Science of Nursing. Uh, many nurses with this degree become nurse practitioners or maybe move into administrative roles. And then you could also get a PhD in nursing. And most of these nurses teach at the college level or they may conduct research. So that's really, really interesting. And then you have continuing education. So, for example, nurses in Kansas, like my wife, uh, they must have 30 hours of continuing education every two years. And in most states, uh, have have some requirement uh, in certain different you know, levels, number of hours, et cetera. But every nurse that I know is constantly, constantly learning. They're learning about new procedures. Uh, they're learning about new equipment, new supplies. They're renewing their CPR and other life-saving certifications. They're learning about new medications, new ways to treat various illnesses. But simply put, nurses are always learning throughout their entire career. So how did Nurses Week originate? Well, there were several attempts to recognize nurses annually, but it wasn't until 1993, so that's pretty recently, that the American Nurses Association permanently designated a National Nurses Week to celebrate and elevate the nursing profession. So how respected is nursing as a profession? 
Well, for more than 15 years, Americans have rated nurses as the number one most trusted profession, and that's according to a Gallup poll conducted very recently. Gallup found that 84% of those surveyed rated uh, the honesty and ethical standards of nurses as very high or high, okay? And that, guess what? That, that was above the rating of doctors, pharmacists, and even teachers. So I, I just think that's a big deal. And, and talk about respect. For me, this is many years ago, and it's when I ran a healthcare company. It was in a different city, but I had a nurse, and she was just awesome. She would go by herself into the city mission to help several of the homeless men there. And frankly, just to be really honest about it, this was not a safe neighborhood, and frankly, it just wasn't a safe place to be, especially for a woman. Okay, uh, many of the men there were, frankly, they were, they were pretty rough characters. So I asked her if she would feel more comfortable if, if, she, if she would have an escort or maybe someone else to accompany her just for her safety. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, she really got my attention. She said, Steve, I, I don't need any help. When I arrive, they wave me in and they make sure that I can park right up front. And then she said, they all move aside and clear a path for me to walk into the building. They know I'm there to help some of the men uh, there in the city mission and they respect me, they trust me, and they appreciate me and what I do. And it, it just really got my attention. I, I thought it was a beautiful thing actually. Uh, and she said, they even look out for me and make sure that I get out of the neighborhood safely. She said, I never feel unsafe there. I trust them to make sure I'm safe and I don't need an escort. I feel perfectly fine. And I'm like, man, that, that's, that's really incredible. And then most nurses are eager to jump in and help a person in need. So for example, and I may have shared this before, but my wife and I, we were at church and this, is, this has been a while back, but uh, it, there was a commotion behind us, and it was right during the middle of the worship music, and, uh, and, and a person had collapsed. And I, when I figured out what, what was going on, I, I, uh, I told my wife, I said, hey, there's a person went down you know, right behind us. She didn't even blink. She immediately jumped into action. And by the time she got to the person, she could see they, they were in good hands. They were up and alert and being well taken care of by those around her. But my point is, she instinctively just jumped in to help without even thinking about it. And most nurses do that. They drop everything to help another person. And I'll tell you what, right now, oh boy, during this current pandemic with COVID-19, there are so many nurses on the front line of this battle. They are quite literally putting their lives on the line to help others. And it's a great concern by every nurse that I know, including my own wife. And I know many nurses who have volunteered to travel to New York and other cities to help their overwhelmed hospitals and treat the sickest of the sick. And, you know, there are many losses, which is just terrible. But there are also many, many wins with many people who have recovered and they're, they're able to go home uh, with the help of some great nurses. Another example, my wife will not leave the office until she's spoken with every single patient uh, that called that day. And she calls with their lab and test results. And she said, you know, Steve, if I had a lab or a test result that I was worried about, I'd really appreciate someone calling me as soon as 
possible and not waiting until the next business day uh, or, or, or Monday to call back. And, and that's why I call everyone. It's the golden, reel, uh, the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. So, and, and guess what? Because of that and a lot of other things, my wife has some, uh, I'm bragging about my wife. <laughs> She has some off-the-charts patient ratings and reviews and very high levels of feedback. Her patients just love her. And in fact, last week, a patient dropped off a, a whole dozen of these mini nothing bunt cakes. Oh, they were delicious, by the way, at the office with a handwritten note saying, thank you for all you do. Her patients just love her and, and the nurses and doctors that they work with. So uh, nurses are working literally everywhere, touching our daily lives. Nurses work in hospitals, in doctor's offices, in company wellness programs, in outpatient surgery centers, in case management companies, in workers' comp companies, nursing homes, assisted living communities, grade schools, middle schools, high schools. They work for insurance companies, in colleges, in law firms, in home health agencies, and hospice providers, and they work in government agencies and programs. And nurses serve newborn babies, and they serve the elderly. They serve civilians and those in the military and armed forces. They serve people with nice homes and they serve the homeless. They serve wealthy people and they serve the poor. They serve people of all faiths. They serve people of all shapes and sizes. They serve everyone with skill and compassion. And this is why nurses are the highest rated and most trusted profession in all of America. So to all of the nurses out there getting sneezed on, puked on, peed on, pooped on, bled on, for hours and hours before you can take a restroom break, missing lunch because you were helping a patient and you worked right through your own lunch. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. We celebrate you this week and every single week and every single day throughout the entire year. Thank you, nurses. Thank you for all you do. And if you know a nurse, be sure to recognize them. Just to say, They don't expect to thank you, but a simple thank you would be so appreciated by every single nurse that I know of. So again, happy Nurses Week and nurses, thank you for all you do. And I'll be back with more right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. I'll tell you what, uh, earlier in the program, we were visiting with Christy Whitney. We were talking about uh, you know, ageism and old age and, and all of that and how some in society, 
look at uh, people who are elderly or over 65. And I, I think if you're 65, I, I don't, that doesn't seem elderly to me, frankly. But um, it, some people may, may look negatively like, well, you don't contribute anything to the society, so your value goes down. I personally look at it, uh, maybe I have more of an Eastern uh, philosophy or approach to that, but I personally look at it as I love the elderly. I, I fell in love with serving the elderly early on in my career. And uh, I, I think they are, uh, they should be the most valued people uh, in, in, our, in our society. They have so much to offer, so much to contribute. They've seen so many things and they see things through a different lens than someone who is younger. We can learn a lot from that. And so, just to share just a little bit of my personal story, when I was in college, I was, uh, you know, I was a broke college kid. I was looking for a part-time job. And, uh, and this was over in Topeka. And uh, I went to the job placement center there on, on, on uh, the campus of Washburn University. And, uh, and, and they said, well, you know, how, how, do you, how would you feel about delivering medical equipment and supplies to, uh, to you know, elderly individuals and in their homes and maybe deliver to hospitals, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> right. That sounds fine to me. And so I went over and interviewed for the job. They hired me on the spot. I was driving the truck that afternoon <laughs> and they had a delivery van and I would deliver equipment, medical equipment, and then supplies to uh, mostly to elderly individuals living in their home or, you know, they might live in a house or an apartment. They may live in an assisted living apartment. Uh, uh, sometimes I would live, I would deliver equipment and supplies to nursing homes and hospitals and the VA, uh, but uh, mostly to individuals. And I tell you what, uh, this was amazing. And I wasn't looking for this. I was a, I was a part-time college kid looking for a part-time job. And I thought it sounded pretty good. The hours were great. And um, so, uh, and I, I took the job. And so I would deliver, I would walk up to the door and knock on the door or ring the doorbell. And I was, they were always happy to see me, even if they didn't feel well, they were always happy to see me. They'd invite me in and uh, um, the, the ladies were trying to fatten me up. They'd send me out with cake and cookies and pieces of pie and <laughs> all, all that. I was a little thinner back then, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and they would send me out with iced tea in the summer because it was hot and the men would share fishing tips with me. And, um, uh, and, and sometimes it was kind of one of my favorite things, honey, I need to clean back here in the corner. Could you move this chair over the, over so I could get my vacuum back there? Yes, ma'am. I'd be moving furniture <laughs> and stuff and whatever was needed. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it was like visiting your grandparents several times per day. They were always glad to see you. They're always happy. And that is when I fell in love with serving seniors at a very young age. I just kind of stumbled into this. And, um, and, uh, and I have worked in senior-related healthcare ever since, so for well over 30 years. And uh, so that's how everything has started. Uh, and and I've, I've worked in, you know, medical equipment supplies uh, in, in respiratory equipment and supplies and private duty nursing from, from home care. So, so from companion sitters all the way up to high-tech registered nurses with TPN and, and, and vent training for some of our, 
our patients way back then in home IV therapy and all the pharmaceuticals. And, uh, and, and I've been an administrator at nursing homes and assisted living facilities. And, and I'll tell you what, my favorite part of working in a nursing home a long time ago, guess what my very favorite part was? It was the residents. Being able to see the residents and, uh, and, and talk to them. And I loved the residents in, in the nursing home that I worked at. And again, this has been quite a while back. Uh, I cried and mourned when, when one of them died. Uh, it kind of felt like you lost someone in your family. You got really close to them. And, and I just, I loved residents. I loved the elderly people that I served. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I've also operated uh, you know, Medicare certified home health agencies and just goes on and on and on. Uh, but in, uh, in 2001, um, I, I helped my, my grandparents transition from their home to an assisted living community. Uh, they really preferred not to move in with my mom. Uh, they preferred to go. They didn't want to be a burden. My mom offered, and uh, and, and my grandma said, you know, I, let's just go to this assisted living facility. We may be able to go home sometime. You never know. And I said, okay, sure. So, we just kind of shut down their house and minimum utilities and lights turning on at different times of the day. And and uh, and I, I found them a, a great assisted living community where they were able to get, you know, a lot of care and support. They got good care there at the place that I chose. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, they were not able uh, to move home. They ended up living there uh, for the last you know, couple of years of their lives. But uh, you know, we, we had some good times there as well. We celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary at the assisted living community. And um, uh, we actually, you know, we brought in all the pizza, the balloons and the whole thing and the big cake. And, uh, and, and it was, it was a, a beautiful thing. But you know, Later that year, you know, my grandpa passed on October the 19th, and my grandma passed on October the 29th, just 10 short days later. And uh, that was a really, really difficult time uh, for us. Uh, that, that's pretty tough stuff. But, it, it, you know, I, I'm sh- I guarantee you my grandma could have lived for quite a, quite a long time. Uh, after, after her injury, and, but she recovered. Uh, but I'm also sure that she didn't want to be here without my grandpa. And, uh, and that, that's a beautiful thing. And so, uh, but it kind of changes you as a person. And, and so, I was thinking about my career and I was kind of at one of those crossroads where you make some important decisions in your life. And I thought about how I helped my own grandparents through that search and selection process to find the right place, the best fit uh, where they could get good care if they were not able to go home. And, uh, and I decided to turn that difficult experience into a firm called Senior Care Consulting. And I started that. I helped my grandparents in 2001, and I started Senior Care Consulting in 2002 to help other families just in the exact way that I helped my very own grandparents. Uh, and, and, and we help families through that really difficult search and selection process when, uh, when trying to find 
you know, an assisted living uh, apartment, maybe long-term care, also known as a nursing home. Uh, we may need memory care at one of those uh, levels, or we may need all of the above in a continuing care retirement community where someone would downsize from their home and then move into independent living and then age in place, move to assisted living when you need more help, move to long-term care when you need more help than that. Uh, And so I have loved my career and I I just continue to be energized and motivated and, and, and continue to help lots and lots of families. And it would be my honor to help your family if needed. You can call anytime at Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, what a great program we had today. I just really enjoyed that one. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.